1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Corporate NMLS number 1330. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Utah. Friday! Field trip day! And our last stop on our field trip each and every Friday is Adam Holtz's house. And Adam, so good to have you with us here on Mornings with Tom and Toby. I am glad to be back reporting live from my basement. <laughs> hey, well, at least you're warm. <laughs> yeah, I wonder why it I took am. you so long to answer the door, but you know. I okay. know, right? I thought right? it was because you saw it was us. <laughs> no, thankfully the dog was there to greet you, and I'm sure he was barking at you. Oh, definitely. And definitely. a little rabbit. Yes. <laughs> hey, uh, Adam, just wanted to get, uh, uh, apparently there's a whole bunch of animated features we need to be talking yeah. about today. There are, and we can start with Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Now, Pinocchio has been redone a whole bunch of times, Yeah, but uh, this is a, a pretty good version. So shall I tell you about that one? Yeah, yeah. please. Okay. So Guillermo del Toro is known for a lot of pretty dark stuff. I mean, he's done R-rated stuff. He's done monster movies. But it turns out this is his favorite fairy tale. He said that in an interview. And this is a stop motion animation, you know, um, mm-hmm. affair. And so it there's something about stop motion that it looks incredibly realistic because it's actually real. It's not just, you know, pixels in a computer. And he retells the Pinocchio story that we're all familiar with. What we liked about this one and liked it for maybe for a slightly older audience and, and for parents more than kids is that there's a lot of, of religious and spiritual symbolism here that it's not a Christian movie per se, but we really see Geppetto, who of course is the woodcarver who makes Pinocchio wrestling with his faith. Uh, the movie is set in Italy in World War II, and Geppetto is actually working on a wood carving of Jesus, a crucifix, uh, when the church he's working in is bombed and his mm. young son Carlo is killed. And so right there, we have sort of a hint of the biggest content issue here. This, in some ways, is a heavy movie. Uh, I'm not going to say it's grim, but we get a very realistic depiction. I mean, not graphic, it's rated PG, but you know, we know that his son has died. And he really cries out to God, you know, here I am carving Jesus and my son has died. Uh, and so there's a real poignancy, I think, in in who Geppetto's character is. And he carves Pinocchio and a wood sprite who looks like something out of the book of Ezekiel or Isaiah, not like anything you've ever seen in a Disney movie, comes and magically animates Pinocchio. And then we get, you know, the, the pretty typical 
Pinocchio story. But what we really liked about this one uh, is that even though there is more violence, perhaps, and frankly, more death than we're used to seeing, which is why it, it skews older in terms of who's likely to connect with it, it really emphasizes the question of what does it mean to be human? How do we deal with failure? What does it mean to be good? Uh, and so at a core level, um, it's asking some pretty big questions and it's just a beautiful film. So uh, not without some problems and really not a film for really little kids, mm-hmm. but I think for you know probably older tweens and teens on up, you could have some great conversations about suffering, about humanity, about why do we try to be good? What's the point in that? So this was one of the surprises of the year for us. I am ready to go watch this movie during the holidays. Wow, thank you so much for that review. Uh, We're talking with Adam Holtz of Plugged In. So there's another movie out that um, I think you've seen. It's Night of the Museum. Yeah, you know, the great thing about franchises is if they make even a little bit of money, you know there's going to be another one. And another one. And (laughs) and another another one. one. So this is the fourth Night at the Museum movie. What is different about this one is that it's animated. And it doesn't have Ben Stiller voicing the main character. Uh, It's a cast of voice actors that you're largely not going to be familiar with, uh, with the possible exception of Zachary Levi, who's been in a lot of stuff. But Mm -hmm. uh, if you followed the the Night at the Museum uh, story at all, you know it it revolves around Larry Daly. He works at the New York Metropolitan, excuse me, the New York Museum of Natural History. And each night, because of this magical Egyptian artifact, all of the exhibits come to life, right? So mm-hmm. no harm, no foul, lock the doors, have fun. Um, but not everything that comes to life is good. There is a pharaoh named Kamun Ra, who uh, he has ideas that aren't very nice. And this time around, he gets accidentally released again. And he wants to raise an army of the dead to take over the world. You know, your standard issue again. sort of... Right. We've, I feel like we've seen this before. Mm-hmm. And the big twist this time is that Larry has moved on to uh, a museum in Tokyo and his 18 year old son, Nick, has taken over his job. And Nick has some insecurities. He has some confidence issues. And this really is a movie about growing up. It's a movie about having the confidence to enter boldly into what you're doing and to know that it's going to be OK. So some nice messages here. Uh, you know, the big the big issue for some families is going to be we got all kinds of hinky Egyptian spirituality here. Uh, I think you can you can treat it one of two ways. You can say that's not really how we think about things biblically. Or I think you can say this is a mythological movie, just like we see Greek mythology and maybe use it as a springboard to talk about spiritual issues with your kids. Uh, it's pretty fun. There's not much content here other than those big worldview issues. Uh, and a lot of slapstick violence, of course. So if you have seen and liked the first three ones, three movies in this franchise, you'll probably enjoy this one. Adam Holtz of Plugged In Movie Reviews. And we come to one that um, Tom knows a little something about. <laughs> he used to play this character in at, at Mornings with Tom and Tommy. Yeah, every single morning, right? <laughs> and so it's Scrooge. It's a Christmas carol. And Adam, there's a new version out here, and it's an animated feature. Tell us about it. Yeah, it's on Netflix, and it's exactly what you just said. It's The title of it is Scrooge, A Christmas Carol, which, of course, is just a Christmas carol. 
but they have to give it a different title so that you know it pops up in people's searches and whatnot. <laughs> so this is an animated take on the classic Charles Dickens story, and I think um, it's pretty straightforward. The one thing that is different that will appeal to some people and might not appeal to others is that it's a musical. So there's lots of singing and dancing here. Uh, it feels like you know, the kind of old school Disney musical that, that Disney might have done back in the day. Uh, and I think we get a little bit more on Scrooge's backstory and just some of his disappointments as a young man. And it's kind of an origin story, if you will, for Scrooge. So maybe a little bit more than some of the 138 versions, and I'm actually <laughs> not making that number up. There have been, I think, 138 or 139 either stage or theatrical versions of this uh, since it emerged 160 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, this one uh, this one is very musical. Now, if you know the story, and probably most of us do, the caution point for parents is that, you know, the ghost of Christmas present looks like the Grim Reaper. He's a little bit spooky. And so, you know, we've got some ghostly stuff and some spiritual stuff that uh, might be a little bit on the scary side for really young or sensitive viewers. Uh, but on the flip side, I think that this story has endured, and Paul AC wrote about this in a blog at pluggedin.com, basically saying, you know, most stories are here today and gone later today. Why has this one stuck around for more than 150 years? And, and his reflection was that here we have a story about redemption, about second chances, about the fact that we can face our failures but that is an opportunity to change. And no matter how badly we think we've blown it, um, you know, if we're still alive, there is still an opportunity to, to make a change. And so uh, I, I think this is a deeply spiritual story, even though with all the ghost stuff, it's not a particularly Christian story. Uh, but there's a great opportunity for a conversation here with our kids if this is a story that you want to watch together. Absolutely. And Adam, if I could just springboard off of that right now, you said that it's never too late for a redemption story. And there are people that are listening to us right now that feel like they've blown it for the last time and they are unforgivable. Mm -hmm. So I just want to speak to them right now. As you're hearing this, Jesus Christ came for you specifically. He loves you so much that he's not going to just leave you where you're at. But what you need to do is you need to turn and the Bible, you know, really talks about that moment of turning back to the Lord. The The biblical word is repentance. And so if you turn back to him, redemption is available to you today in the form of Jesus Christ. Now, I know we're talking about a story and a movie, and, and it's about a character created by somebody named Charles Dickens. But in your life, you need the truth of the gospel and that it can truly change, transform your life. It can happen for you today. Would you pray with me right now? Father, I blow it all the time and I need you and I just heard that you specialize in redemption would you redeem my life today I need you walk with me each and every step I accept what you did for me on the cross Jesus and I know that you came back to life proving that you're God I need that kind of hope that kind of life in my life now today and it's in your name I pray amen and if you prayed that prayer, would you call? We have people that are there ready for you right now. Call this number, 888-NEED-HIM. That's 888-NEED-HIM. Amen. Thank you so much, Tom, for sharing that. Thank you, Adam, for being with us today. You bet. Sharing movies, but also sharing that just that piece that we can grab hold of that 
that you can be redeemed. And uh, we can even see that in movies like Scrooge. Have a great, great day and a great Christmas season.